myself had to do a special edition of the podcast. Uh, Joe Biden went to the State Department today to announce his new team. And in the process, said this. I'll play it for you. Hang on one second. This is what he had to say. I was in stunned disbelief at what he had to say. Here's Joe Biden's. This team has secured some of the most defining national security and diplomatic achievements in recent memory, made possible through decades of experience working with our partners. That's how we truly keep America safe, without engaging in needless military conflicts and our adversaries in check and terrorists at bay. And that's how we counter terrorism and extremism, control this pandemic and future ones. Can you play? Deal with the climate crisis, that nuclear proliferation, cyber threats, and emerging technologies that spread authoritarianism, and so much more. And while this team has unmatched experience and accomplishments, that he said, this is where America is back. He said, this team has secured some of the most defining national security and diplomatic achievements in recent memory. Anyway, he announced that America was back. Well, could you play it, please? America is back. Uh, Do it again. One second. (laughs) A couple times. This is coming from the team that brought us Benghazi. I know you all remember Benghazi. No, they don't. What what difference at this point does it make? With our partners. That's how we truly keep America safe. Without engaging. The attack on the consulate in Benghazi. So the team that brought us Benghazi and brought us Syria says that we're finally back on the world stage. Then he says, I can't tell you how many countries. Please do tell me. Oh, oh, the countries uh, between 18 and 20. Can you name one? Diplomatic achievements in recent memory made possible through decades of experience working with our partners. So the team that gave us Benghazi and gave us an expanded war in Syria says that they're back. Yeah, be afraid, be very afraid. Control this pandemic and future ones. Deal with the climate crisis, nuclear proliferation, cyber threats. You keep playing the sound bites. What do they matter? What does it matter? Can he name one country? One country besides China that spread the virus. What's wrong with you? <laughs> You're upside down. Anyways. Um, Anyways. I'm sorry. Anyways. How many languages do you speak? What does that have to do with anything? I am not appropriate. How is that? Give John a call, would you please? No. John Hayward is going to no, call us from Breitbart. We have five minutes before we can call. Yeah, you can actually say something. John Hayward from Breitbart.com is going to be joining us soon. Why did you start this podcast? I started the podcast because I couldn't believe that Joe They're Biden back. Came, came back to say that America is back. I'm, I'm simply stunned by this. I don't know. America, America was gone. Back. I didn't know America was gone. America is back Name on one the world, country world that stage. was calling him between 18 and 20 countries. Which one? One, one country. We don't Name have one. that part of the soundbite, unfortunately. I don't know where it went. I'll see if I can find it again. In the meantime. In the meantime, what? Somebody give us a call. We have a few minutes if anybody wants to call us. Um, okay. 860-996-0308. 
So Joe Biden says America is back. This is back on the world stage. I didn't know we left. So the from the administration that brought us Benghazi and brought us an expanded war in Syria, America is back on the world stage. That's something we should be proud of? Or is that something Today, we should be afraid of? I'm pleased to announce nominations and staff for critical foreign policy and national security positions in my administration. They were putting the, uh, it's a team that will keep in. our country and our people safe and secure. And it's a team that reflects the fact that America is back, ready to lead the world, not retreat from it. Once again, sit at the head of the table. What is he talking about? And not reject our allies, ready to stand up for our values. In fact, is Benghazi one of those values we stand up for? 18 of them are 20 so far. I'm not. All right. Uh, That's courtesy of Fox News, by the way. Just wanted to get that straight. Had to attribute everything. Fox News is the one that kept that soundbite for us. But from the team that brought us this. That's from the movie 13 Hours. That's the other movie. There's two movies that I had to be carried out of the theater for. This is called Black Black Helicopter. The Secret Secret Warriors of Benghazi. That's the name of this movie. That was an awful movie. Of course, this is uh, the same crowd that blamed it on a video that didn't really uh, surface. Surface, right? Ever? I think I have Susan Rice blaming it all on the Susan Rice Benghazi. Let's see if I can find it. Generally, I have all this stuff right on the computer somewhere. Let's see. Susan right. Rice said, uh, um, let's see. Uh, all right. Anybody video. name a country that called us for help since we came back? Did we come back? I didn't know we left. Well, the only thing that he said, America's back. From what? I have no idea what he's talking about. Let's get, see if we can call John and see if we can get him on the line right now. <clears throat> Hello, this is John. Hi, John. Hi, it's Jim Vicewich and Jane Vicewich. Hey, Jim. Hey, uh, John. I want John John Hayward or Dr. Zero from Breitbart.com, Breitbart News. John is joining us to comment on what Joe Biden had to say today, that America was back. Now that they're back on the world stage, now that Trump is gone, America is back. They're back. <laughs> Little levity. <laughs> Because I had to have some good soundbite. Good, good soundbite. <laughs> that really fits in there. This is from the administration that gave us. Holy fuck! That's from the movie Thirteen Hours, John. Have you seen it? Yeah. I was uh, that one and the uh, the Black Hawk Down. That was two movies that they had to carry me out of the theater for. 
Yeah, it's a, it's not a necessarily a happy thing to think of people that have that foreign policy perspective being in charge again and trying to reinsert us into everything that President Trump was trying to get us out of. We've already actually heard some announcements that they might delay troop withdrawals from Afghanistan. I think, I think they definitely will. And we might wind up getting stuck there for another 10 or 20 years. Who knows? Well, we have troopers in the uh, D.C. What, what are they there for? What is the threat? Yeah, well, that's, uh, instead of getting out of Afghanistan, I guess we should start by getting out of D.C., right? Mm -hmm. You know, when, when, when's the exit <laughs> strategy for that, that military deployment? I mean, there's something about this foreign policy mindset, and it's not unique to Joe Biden. It's, there's been Republicans that are this way, too, God knows. But there are some people that just have got to get us involved in things, and they think that they prove they're citizens of the world by compromising American interests to foreign interests. So if you're Joe Biden or part of this policy shop, then you run around thinking about the grievances of all these other countries and what you need to do to them and to apologize for America and make up to them and help them out. And we wind up getting, you know, pinched. And, and that's been the case with pretty much every president, Republican and Democrat, until Trump came along with this America first idea he had. And look what happened when he proposed that as his foreign policy slogan. They said, oh, America first? Well, that's like Nazi Germany. Well, you, you, you can't say that. That's it's racist and xenophobic to say America first. I mean, they, they acted like, you know, it was an outrage that anybody would put American interests first. And he did do it. It wasn't just a slogan. He kept approaching these foreign policy perspectives from this totally unique way of going to places like NATO and saying, hey, start paying your dues, you know, stop talking about it and start doing it. And that was an outrage. How dare he expect NATO to pay its share? How dare he upset the apple cart? He basically got impeached the first time President Trump did because he rejected the foreign policy bureaucracy and insisted on doing things his way as the president. And they said, who does this guy think he is? He's the president. He doesn't make foreign policy. We do. You know, that, that, that's back. We're, we're back to being controlled by this labyrinthine State Department bureaucracy that always seems to put the American people and America's interests dead last in order to prove what a bunch of cosmopolitan people of the world they are. Well, the thing is, um, they're teaching our children at school that um, America's bad, everything is bad, everything we've done is bad, our history is bad, everything is wrong. Um, you know, and um, what Biden... I'm sorry, President Biden wanted to do was um, get America back together, right? And he with started, that, the unmitigated he started, goal. He started with the impeachment. He started with the impeachment. So how are we going to get back together? With that, the unmitigated goal to come on the to uh, be in charge of Benghazi and also be in charge of Syria and leaving money saran wrapped on the doorstep of Iran and then to say America's back from Donald Trump, the first president, uh, I don't know how long, never to have That's started done a war. something good. Was never started a war. That pulled everybody out. Uh, sorry. Well, I, I don't know how long it's going to be before the saran-wrapped pallets of cash get sent to Iran, but uh, Biden did give Iran a huge victory today. You know, mm. No mistake about it. He gave them exactly what they wanted in Yemen. He gave an well, Iranian terrorist proxy undisputed control over that entire region, and they can very much threaten international shipping from the position that Joe Biden is going to leave them in. So that was the first of what I think will be a string of big, big wins for Iran as Joe Biden tries to realign our policy again. I might be a blonde, but I wrote that country first in the, the 18 to 20 countries that reach out to him. First one was Iran and second one is Iraq. And then there is other, <laughs> I did write it down because he didn't name the countries that reached out for help. So there you go. Let me play Thank a you. bit of that. Wrong one. Sorry. <laughs> I apologize for that. I hit the wrong, wrong button on that. 
But here's here's what he had to say earlier today. This team has secured some of the most defining national security and diplomatic achievements in recent memory, made possible through decades of experience working with our partners. That's how we truly keep America safe, without engaging in needless military conflicts. You mean like Syria or Benghazi? Adversaries in check (laughs) and terrorists at bay. Terrorists at bay by allowing them to slaughter our um, consulate employees. Future ones. Deal with this guy. This guy is just a moron as far as I'm concerned. Oh, he is. I know that's politically incorrect. Did you just say that out loud? Yes, I did. I apologize for that. It's besides him. It's a return to the foreign policy perspective of this bureaucracy. Obama. And the thing about the thing about Obama's foreign policy, and it really wasn't just him. Some Republican foreign policy shops too, is that they're very obsessed with all these symbolic achievements and meetings and documents and agreements and papers and ceremonies, but they don't actually do the things that would make a difference. They don't demand things of their foreign interlocutors, the people they're talking to. They end up signing a bunch of meaningless agreements that the other side cheats on, but they run around and high-five each other and say, well, we solved that. We solved the new agreement. Hey, Iran nuclear deal. We solved this historic agreement. And Iran shrugs and just goes merrily on creating nuclear weapons. You know, they barely slowed down after the Iran nuclear deal. The Israelis caught them cheating all over the place. And the Obama people were just shocked that Trump would respond to that by pulling out of the Iran nuclear deal and saying, not only are you cheating on the nuclear stuff, but you're a terrorist state, you know, that's fomenting unrest all over the Middle East, and we're not going to give you all this money and these economic concessions. And the, the Obama foreign policy, the Biden approach, all the Democrats and hell half the Republican Party, they go, oh, well, you can't do that. You can't call their bluff. You can't say that they're cheating and pull out of the agreement. We had a historic piece of paper. How dare you tear that historic piece of paper up? You know, that, that's what these people are obsessed with, drama, theatrics, words, documents, not with actions, not well, with actions getting things done. That's scary, I'll tell you that right now. Uh, the, or the Paris Accords, which would do nothing but us distribute our wealth around the world. Wouldn't do anything yeah. for climate change. Well, confess to this one. You went to Russia in, what, 1986, and they showed you the Potemkin, Potemkin village, whatever you call it. Potemkin and village, you, yeah. you believed every single freaking fart that they put into it. You did. You believed it. American. Well, it's coming. interesting. Sorry. You mentioned the Paris Accords. You mentioned the Paris Accords. Perfect example of Potemkin villaging, what you're talking about there. Here's this climate change agreement, and supposedly Trump was terrible for pulling out of it, and we should all be more like wonderful China and that beautiful man, Xi Jinping, and, oh, he promises he's going to be carbon neutral, exactly. and he praises John, global John, even well, when, I was, he was, when I was growing up, when though. I was growing up, we, in a communist Czechoslovakia, we knew that China was bad. We knew it. We already knew back then in 1980s that they were telling people how many children they can have. They would murder your pet if you had a pet, even if you had a rat, whatever, cat, dog. They would murder it. So even back then, we knew this stuff was going on. And in this case, while, you know, the Chinese are praising globalism and everybody's castigating Trump as a cowboy that doesn't care about the earth, China spent last year building three times as much coal-fired, carbon-spewing, earth-destroying electrical capacity as the rest of the damn planet combined. I know. And when they build build all these coal plants... 
They build all these coal plants. And if you read the reports on this and you look at these think tanks and these enviro groups, they're all just kind of blinking in numb shock and staring at each other and then mumbling excuses for the Chinese. Uh, oh, well, you know, maybe they didn't realize. This is my favorite one. There, there are serious think tanks out there that are writing papers and reports about China building all these coal plants. And they're seriously, literally saying maybe they didn't realize they were building all those coal plants. It's just some bureaucratic director from 10 <laughs> years ago. And they, they must not realize that all these guys are still running around with picks and shovels and building coal plants. And I'm sure that that wonderful man, Xi Jinping, will put a stop to it, you know, once he once he understands it. It's such a mockery. It's such a farce. Well, we all remember this from Tom Friedman on Meet the Press. I'm worried about this. It's why I have fantasized, don't get me wrong, um, but that what if we could just beat China for a day? I mean, That's how they feel, John. <laughs> and Epstein didn't yeah. kill himself. If only we I'm could beat saying. China for a day. Well, they don't want to just be China for a day now. They want to make it permanent. And I, I'm very serious about this. You are watching all of democracy being rebooted as authoritarianism. That's the, the hot new idea that all these geniuses have, is that they're going to implement limited authoritarianism. They're going to build a hard authoritarian core for the U.S. government. And there will be things that you don't get to question. You don't get to speak against them. You don't get to criticize them. You don't get to disobey. You don't get to vote against them. Those things are settled. There is a consensus and agreements have been made, and that is now beyond your purview as little did, deplorable voters. But you, you still get to talk about other stuff. Did you you just don't get to talk about our forbidden subjects anymore. But other than that, you're free. Did you happen to see the uh, rapper from Canada? Um, A rapper from- yeah, rapper from Canada, uh, Tom McDonald, M-A-C Donald. Um, he, he um, not reprimanded, but um, he called up the... Uh, called woke- out? Called out the woke uh, culture. Woke culture it was actually well, pretty interesting. Yeah, it was very. Uh, we'll actually, never hear from them. No, well, actually, somebody pulled it up and put it on our, um, our, our your page. But um, I don't like rap, but the guy was amazing at what he had to say about the woke culture. And actually defended conservatives. Yeah, he and did. Conservative thought. I mean, this guy is statued from probably his bottom up. He has tattoos on his eyelids. My kids were asking me what, what was wrong with him. But what you have to do is actually listen to what people have to say. Rob, call us. Rob, give us a call yeah. on the other line. Give the other line number out while John's on the phone. Dr. Zero is online, and he's amazing as usual. Dr. Zero is John Hayward from Breitbart.com, Breitbart News. John, how does how does somebody like Joe Biden get away with this, and the press doesn't call him out on it? Even I jumped off off, off the sofa <laughs> on on, a, on <laughs> Thursday on, on Thursday, Thursday afternoon. <laughs> The, uh, the press is not going to be calling him out on this. I hope nobody's holding their breath waiting for that. The press is writing articles about uh, Kamala Harris's bringing style uh, back to the, the, the Washington by wearing pantsuits. I mean, that, that's the press. The press is reporting on uh, Biden's dog, you know, or Biden's favorite ice cream flavor. They're, they're not going to ask him any questions. In fact, the, the hapless press secretary, Jen Psaki, that, that Biden put in that spot, she's such a disaster that they started contacting media organizations and saying, hey, would you guys mind telling us in advance what questions? you want to ask so we can make sure she's ready and they'll do it none of these media guys is going to be outraged that the white house would dictate their questions to them or make 
them clear their questions in advance. They don't want to ask any surprising questions. They don't want to make Jen Psaki look like a hapless boob. They'll happily play along. They're not going to say anything investigative or critical of this White House. I don't know what you're talking about, John. Seriously. You need to blow some wind in my hair. Um, Come on. We'll circle back to that. That's that's her her favorite phrase. I I have to decide if I need to change my hair color to red. There's more I can share with you. I'll circle back with you if there's more to convey. Um, I'll have to just circle back with you. We can circle back. I'm happy to circle back with you. I can circle back. I will have to circle back on that one. That's an excellent question. Oh, such an important question. Uh, We will circle back with you. Oh, you don't have the one from the airspace. Oh, the, the, the space, the space. What did she call them? Oh, she went after the Space Force. The Space Force. Oh, the Space Force. Oh, the Space Force. Seriously. Oh, my goodness. That was a compilation that was put together on YouTube called C-SPAN. You know, the end of that story was that I think Biden himself actually came out and said the Space Force, he approves of it, and he, you know, he's not going to do anything to it. So he kind of undercut her. That That's interesting. Wow. You know, that's a strange, a strange thing for him to decide. The Space Force was so widely ridiculed when Trump announced it, but apparently somebody's given Joe Biden a briefing that's convinced him that it's important it needs to be there. Well, you know, since Chinese and everybody else is going into the uh, Chinese and Russians are going into the outer space and destroying the satellites, we're going to be uh, cut off if they're well, part of what they're for. They yeah, have the attitude. This is a Fox News compilation of Circle Back. President Biden maintaining a breakneck pace of signing executive orders and actions in his first 10 Uh, days in office. But his first full week in office showed some early signs of cracks in the administration's armor, both foreign and domestic. White House correspondent Kevin Pork is tracking it all for us tonight. Good evening, Kevin. Evening, Shannon. Quite a first week for the new Biden administration. Much of it, as you know, spent using executive orders to undo the previous administration's policies and ticking off just a few of those campaign promises in the process. But some policies actually proved to be much more controversial than others. Not really sure what that was all about, but it's supposed to be circle back anyway. People need to think about this stuff when they're casting their votes and they didn't this time. This was an up or down vote on orange man bad. So nobody thought about who Biden is or what he was going to do or what was going to happen. But people need to think more carefully before they vote and understand that if you install a Democrat administration, you aren't going to know anything about what they're doing. It's going to be 100 percent opaque. And the media is not in the slightest bit interested in getting any leaks or damaging revelations or investigative reports or finding out what they're really doing. The media is going to tell you whatever the White House press shop tells them to say, and that's it. They're going to take a nap for as long as that administration is there, and they'll wake up and declare themselves investigative journalists again the next time a Republican gets elected. Before I le- before we let you go, um, can I just point out why I voted for President Trump? Uh, was because I actually did research. I did not like him when he was um, on, on, on TV, when he was doing his whatever he was doing. I didn't like it. But I did research about what he has done, what he has accomplished. Um, he, he was not in a public eye, really, except on TV. Um, well, John, let me get you, you to comment you on get, this. No, when you, when you get Biden, he was there for 40 years. He's done nothing. So I'm repeating what everybody has said for many times. But people need to do a little research before they go into the voting booth. 
Sorry. Well, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you a lot. Some of the people that voted for Joe Biden this last time around, I, I tell you for sure that mm. some of those people were thinking they kind of liked somebody who does nothing. They thought that's what he would be like. He's sleepy. He's a tired old man. And they thought after Trump and all the theatrics and hysterics and the nonstop warfare in Washington, maybe it would be nice to just have some sleepy, quiet guy sitting up there. And they were hideously mistaken to do that. They, he's not a sleepy, quiet guy. I mean, maybe he is personally, but the people that are manipulating and controlling his administration, these people are freaking dangerous. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they, they proved it to you on day one when they started gunning down American jobs like they were shooting skeet. They're deadly serious about remodeling this country in accordance with their ideology, and they're not tired or sleepy at all. They're going to come after the American middle class hot and hard, and nobody in the media is going to stop them or double-check them or criticize them in any way. So the people who thought they were voting for a four-year nap when they voted for Biden were hideously mistaken, and I think they realize that by now. Some of them have lost their jobs by now. Yeah, well, this, I, this is actually the sound by John. They'll get you to comment on this one more time. They got me to jump off the sofa and give you a call. Today, I'm pleased to announce nominations and staff for critical foreign policy and national security positions in my administration. It's a team that will keep our country and our people safe and secure. It's a team that reflects the fact that America is back, ready to lead the world, not retreat from it, once again sit at the head of the table, ready to confront our adversaries and not reject our allies, ready to stand up for our values. What is he talking about, John? America is back, (laughs) confront our enemies and not reject our allies. This is from the crowd that couldn't even confront the terrorists in Benghazi. Yeah, he's not going to be confronting anybody seriously, and he certainly isn't going to be confronting China. You know, his talk about our enemies and our allies. What he's saying, I mean, if you decode all of that gibberish down to what he's actually saying, what he means is his administration is going to try to win the approval of the Europeans and various multilateral globalist international bodies that they value the opinions of. They don't care about you, American voters. They'll kill your job. Oh, the elitists. Your opinion is not important to them, but they very much care about the opinion of the United Nations and of international organizations and of the European Union and all these other places. That's what he's talking about. When he says America's back, he means he's going to go back to the old way of doing things where America was last. And that, that's, that's how to translate that from Biden's speak. The, all the right people, all the credentialed people, all the salons of Europe will raise a glass to toast Joe Biden. And that's what matters to him. Not you. Not you and your stupid little job and your coal industry. Yeah. You can learn to make solar now, panels and weatherize houses. He didn't care about your opinion at all. In other words, now you can count on America doling out the cash for everybody one more time. Again. Yep. Once again. John, we, we got to let you go. Thank you so much. John, for thank you so much on. for this last minute podcast. We'll try and get it up immediately at Radio Vice Online. You're amazing. You are amazing. Thank John. you so much for having me again. Always a pleasure to talk to you. John, you are the best. By hold far on, and away. Hold on. Here we go. Thank you. Thank you, John. Take care. Okay, bye. Okay, let's take some okay, phone calls. Uh, call Rob us. is out there. Um, Rob is out there. John is watching us. Give um, us a call. It's I know it's an emergency podcast, but it had to be done. I just couldn't take any more of this show. I couldn't let the big lie continue. So, um, I'm pleased um, to don't talk to me. I don't like you. Go away. Critical foreign policy. I don't have you on my book. Administration. It's a team that will keep our country and our people safe and secure. And it's a team really? that reflects the fact that America is back 
Mm. Ready? Where did we go? But an idiot. I mean, this guy Try is a again. complete idiot. He's not an idiot. He, you know, we, we had a fight yesterday, Jim so and Benghazi I. So Benghazi is back. Jim and I Syria had a fight about the, um, what's the disease that he has? Uh, lupus. Not you. Oh, that he has. Does he have COVID? He doesn't have COVID, <laughs> does he? No. Oh, he, Alzheimer's. Dem- Dementia or Alzheimer's. Well, we don't know that he has it. We don't know that he has either, but uh, Jim was very... I can't hear myself. I can hear myself. Am I talking to myself? Yes, now I'm talking to myself. Anyways, uh, Jim thought I was cruel because I was making fun of Joe. Well, Joe is destroying America. Joe should not be there. So, So I'm so sorry. You have a disease. You should not be there, dude. You should be somewhere else. And if your party is using you, party... Did I say party? <laughs> Your party is using you. It's wrong. Rob, give us a call. Give him the uh, the main number. Yeah, line. please. I can't talk anymore. 860. What is it? Do you think he actually believe the stuff he's reading? He doesn't even know what he's reading. He's just repeating stuff. Rob, the main guest line number is open. 860-996-0308-996-0308. Can you type that in for me, darling? No, no, no sweetheart. I'm I'm busy. You got a message. I can see that from Facebook message. Um, Robert, please call. Somebody call us. I don't know why this administration, he, when it comes to I don't foreign know why policy, he did this is scary. Today. Oh, well, because I had to say something. <laughs> America is not back. Play it again. <laughs> I don't know why he thinks. That's from the movie Poltergeist Two, not Poltergeist One, but Poltergeist Two. Poltergeist also. <laughs> yeah, Poltergeist also. Sorry. Um. Anyways. So um, he mentioned, I mean, the president mentioned 18 to 20 countries reaching out to him. Um, I wrote it down. I, I really did because I didn't hear him mentioning anyone, <coughs> any one of them. And I wrote down Iran and Iraq. And somebody please tell me. Libya. What's going on? Ready to lead Is- the world, not retreat from it. Once again, sit at the head of the table. Ready to confront our adversaries and not reject our allies. Ready to stand up for our values. Adversaries fact, and allies. I have to write it in down. calls from world leaders that I've had, about 18 of them or 20 so far. I'm not sure the exact number. Or, I can't remember if it was 18 or 20. I know. I know. He couldn't remember if they the were. Election. I well, can't remember Can you play the vaccine? Can you play the vaccine statement that he had that was we had? I don't have that. Was it 400? Million or four hundred thousand. They're looking forward to the United States reasserting its historic role as a global leader. Somebody give us a call, please. (laughs) Okay, um, this was really last minute. Sorry, but it had to be done. I couldn't let Joe Biden get away with the big lie. That wasn't going to happen. Well, it did happen, and it's happening over well, and over. Well, he's been in dicta- dictatorship since he'd been sworn in. Um, so adversaries. So, what is the difference between adversaries and allies? Can you tell me? An ally is somebody who's on your side. An adversary is somebody who's against. Asking you. for your help or no? no? An adversary is somebody who's against you. I did not know that. It's okay. It's not your first language. Shut up! Don't be smart.
not. <laughs> I mean, there are words that you're not going to know. It's actually obviously. my fourth language. <clears throat> Your fourth language. Mm -hmm. Anyway, um, uh, I know you guys are out there. Give us a call, or we'll have to call and end of the show. We are. 860-996-0308. Why don't you call Tom? 860-996-0308, okay? He doesn't know that I'm calling, though. Well, you need to call him on your phone and see if he's okay with that. Okay. And he's funny. I'm his funny. Let's see if I can do this. Is, this, this is the first, I think it would be the first one for Tom. It would Vice be for Tom, yep. Can't believe you did not have him call before. Um, anyway, so the, the um, adversar ad adversaries... Adversaries, adversaries. Are the ones Ad that don't like us, allies like us. Allies so we have like allies, um, 18 to 20 countries. How many African, how many South America? Hey, Tom, it's your brother, Jim. Would you be willing to come on my emergency podcast that I just started this afternoon because of Joe Biden and his stupid statement, America is back on the world stage? Get your opinion on this. What's that? I didn't hear a statement. Well, I'll play it for you when you come. When you come can if we call you? Come you? On. Can we call you for your opinion? What am I supposed to say? Well, whatever you What's on mind. your mind? Like the sound off, sister. We'll call you right back. Okay, bye. Right. Thank you. Thanks, I need Donald. the number. Oh, I have it on my phone, but I don't. Right here. Um, should be. Yep. Should be right here. Got it. You're not spelling it right. Okay, with the numbers. There's a number right there. This is my other brother, Uncle Tom. This is the brother. Yep, this is the brother. This is the brother. Eight six zero two eight zero one three seven two voicemail. Okay, I'll call him back on this number. This is high tech. <laughs> you will never talk to you again. <laughs> well, that was your idea, so. Yeah, but he's funny. Tom, it was you. We're calling you on the uh, podcast line. It's 996-0308, so pick up, okay? Oh, okay. Okay. Bye. <laughs> okay, call him on that line if you can. Yes, sir. Okay, this is fun. Hello. Hello, brother-in-law. Tom, how are you doing? <laughs> Let me play yeah, Joe Biden for you. Here's what Biden had to say. He announced his State Department team. And the minute I heard it, Tom had to jump up and do an emergency He almost podcast. jumped through the window. Today, I'm pleased to announce nominations and staff for critical foreign policy and national security positions in my administration. It's a team that will keep our country and our people safe and secure. It's a team that reflects the fact that America is back. 
ready to lead the world, not retreat from it. Once again, sit at the head of the table. Now remember, Tom, this is the guy who brought us Benghazi and an expanded war in Syria. We're back. Ready to confront our adversaries and not reject our allies. Ready to stand up for our In calls from world leaders that I've had, about 18 of them Can are 20, shut him so up. I'm I already not sure heard the exact number. Times. I've gotten calls from 18 world leaders who are thrilled that we're back. No, 18 to 20. He doesn't even know the names of he the He doesn't countries. even know. You know, he's got a big enough problem with the, uh, the coup in Myanmar and uh, the potential invasion of, of Taiwan by China. That's so, scary. So China loves the fact that they're back. Probably. Well, you know, China is looking to, uh, you know, China is looking to take over the world. Let's put it that way. Mm. And they know that, that Biden is just a shill for the Chinese. So um, you know, what are you going to do, Jeff? That's it. That's the story. We're talking to the Bay State sound off brother, my brother, Tom, the oldest brother in the family. Tom, thank you for joining us. What about the space what she called them? The Space Force. The Space Force. Did you no, see she that comment? Call them anything. She just got a, she, made a she snide has, remark. Yeah. Did you see that, Tom? <laughs> no. What Jen was Saki. that? Jen uh, Saki made a snide remark about the uh, Space Force. The Space Force. Does is she it, think we don't need one? It's a. Yeah, it's a joke. Yeah, and, she and, thought it was a joke. Uh, well, you know, uh, Jen Saki is a joke, Tom. That, look. <laughs> Let's circle back to her. Why would you think that we would not need to have some kind of space force? Uh, you know, I, you, you can't, it's not well-defined at this point. It's not like we're, you know, we're sending up guys in spaceships. I mean, we're talking about uh, be, being up there because other countries are going to be up there. Right. And they have been going around destroying satellites. They've already been on work doing that, China and Russia. Well, you know, China made a, a huge mistake a, a few years ago. Uh, they they wanted to test their missile system to see if it could take out a satellite. And uh, it, pretty much everybody on the, around the world said, "Don't do that because you're gonna you're gonna create a problem that you don't know you're creating." And, but they went ahead and did it anyway. The test was, from their perspective, was a success because they did destroy the satellite. The problem was. You know, explosions don't generally destroy something. They just put it into like a, a billion pieces, and that's what it did. Now we have there supposedly the explosion of this satellite uh, now represents about twenty percent of all the space junk that's up there. It's coming down. And it's coming down it's, here. Well, no, it's zipping around the world at about thirteen thousand miles an hour, and it becomes a threat to everything else that's up there. Tom, here's what Jen Psaki had to say. This is courtesy of Fox News from a day ago. Here's Jen Psaki. Off with new challenges facing the Biden team tonight. Good evening, Kevin. Evening, Shannon. As you know, it is tough enough to get an administration off to a fairly smooth start without battling Congress over money right out of the gate. But it gets a lot harder when unforced errors, slip-ups, and gaffes step all over your positive messaging. Thus is a day in the life of the Biden administration two weeks in. Washington, when politicos talk about inter-party defections, most think of the GOP and the usual suspects, all too eager, according to critics, to place spoiler at to precisely the, the most inopportune though. time. But there are also a few Democrats in the country. The administration stumbles didn't I'm, stop I'm there sort of either. I'm the fly. Sorry, Tom. 
Space Force. Excuse me? Yeah, there you oh, go. You got it. Huh. Here we go. Tom. Ask about the Space Force. We asked whether the president has made a decision on keeping or keeping the scope of Space Force. Wow, Space Force. Wow. It's the plane of today. Um, it is an interesting question. Congressman Mike Rogers of Alabama, for one, didn't appreciate her tone and called on Saki to apologize for appearing to blatantly diminish an entire branch of our military as the... Here she is again. I'll do it again. A decision on keeping or keeping the scope of Space Force. Wow, Space Force. It's the plane of today. Um, it is an interesting question. Congressman Mike Rogers of Alabama. For wow, one. Space Force. And she said it towards the end of the um, question again. She said it one more time to the um, guy that was her interviewing her. And called on Saki to apologize for appearing to blatantly diminish an entire branch of our military as the punchline of a joke which I'm sure China would find funny. Speaking of China, listen to this exchange from the White House briefing about the timing of a possible phone call between Presidents Biden and Xi Jinping, which still hasn't happened. Have they requested a, a call? I don't have anything more for you. I think I don't appreciate the, like, putting words in my mouth. Uh, that, that's the one I was looking well, for. Well, spirited yesterday. conversation right there. I now, all this is happening, Shannon. Words in my mouth. Sorry, Tom. Are you there? You know, all you have to do is listen to Xi Jinping's address at Davos, where at the end he said, you know, there's there's going to be one world order and, you know, one world something else. I mean, he's, uh, I don't know, I just hope Biden's handlers have the strength to, uh, you know, at least stand up on two feet and resist China. I don't think that's going to be possible, but, you know, hey, well, I, I don't know. What are we going to do? Well, we can't, what are we going to do? We can't do much. We are just watching us going back to Obama's era, um, which yeah. when he got voted in the second time, I was like literally sick. The first time yeah. I was proud of this country because, you know, we were electing well, Trump, the Trump first. Trump did a lot. Right. Trump did a lot. And you got to figure that anything Biden does is going to be in a, an attempt to, to, uh, That's to all totally dismiss. How many things did he sign so far? You're talking about I don't know. administrative Trump. actions. Right. Okay. He wants to dismantle whatever Trump did. Doesn't matter difference what Trump did as long as it can be reversed. That's the that's the story. They they are so intent on executive uh, not just getting rid of Trump, but erasing his entire history. That's like said, that's yeah. the goal at this point. Um it's just but like the impeachment. You know, it's a joke. This impeachment is a but, joke. But we were talking yeah, to your sister yesterday. yesterday. Barbara, and yeah. Barbara said it's impossible, it'll never happen. No, they I mean, you, can't, you can't impeach a private citizen. I mean, it's, well, all they're trying to do is it's expose Trump that. on the world stage. It's not just That's that. It. Barbara said what he had to say at the rally was protected speech. So there's well, no way just, you can impeach him on it. Uh, look, they want to put him on the world stage and, you know, wag their fingers at him and make everybody else in the world think that Trump was a bad guy. That's the that's the intent. They know that legally or politically, it's, look, impeachment is a political process. It's not a criminal process. So uh, they just it's another attempt or uh, to okay. erase his history. You know, well, do you remember all the things that they did in um, in um, TV and um, all the clips? The, the the woman was her name, the comedian that had his head cut off. Yes, they had uh, they had a actually 
play or was it a musical with his head being cut off? They're yeah. they're absolutely unbelievable. You you yeah, look the, you look the wrong way. You that you're a hypocrite and you are um, racist and you're all that. And they're doing all these things and nobody is being held accountable. Well, it's not going to stop. I don't know. I don't know when. You know, if they have a goal, I don't know when they think that goal is going to be met. And that's, you know, that's because uh, all they're doing right now is, is uh, you know, making Trump's base even angrier. That's all. And that's uh, sure. so, you know, if they have a goal to erase Trump's history, there's got to be an end to that at some point. I don't know when that is because I don't know what else they have planned. But um, uh, it's not yeah, anyway, stop. for Joe Biden to stand up there and say America is finally back on the world stage is That's, insanity. You know, mm-hmm. that is, it, it is insanity. But, you know, especially it, when he give, it, given the Obama track record on foreign policy. Well, look, you know, our, not just a lot of Gaza, our, but Iran. A lot of our foreign policy is uh, money we hand out to other countries. That's, exactly, so that's a gonna, fact. That's what John Edwards said this was all about. John, we yeah. have Dr. Zero on from Breitbart News. Everybody's said, been writing every, on America since 1945. In other words, America's right. happy. He's, Biden said, I can't tell you how many countries have called me up and said they're glad we're back. Well, yeah, they're glad sure. they're back because they're getting their money right, Tom. Well, yeah, because, you know, Trump wasn't giving him money. He cut a lot of them off, and, and uh, now they're going to get their money. Yeah, for how but long? Actually, they're going to get your money. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> but for how long do you think it's going to take two years or four years before these idiots wake up? And do you expect I, I don't Tom, think they're going to wake up. Yeah. Tom, do you expect the mainstream media, even Fox News, will call out Biden on this no. press conference? No. no, I sent you a couple of links to uh, 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 to the Australian news service, Sky oh. News in Australia, and they have a pretty good take on Biden. They don't like him. And, uh, and so, they're, know, they're, they're, liber- they're pretty liberal in Australia. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's, they don't uh, like him. Well, that's good. No, they don't. They, you know, they, is owned by Murdoch's family, isn't it? I don't know about whether, you know, Sky News Australia or Sky News in Britain or Owens or whether they just have the same name or I don't, I don't know, Jim. I don't know who wants them. Mm. Don't know. Well, he screwed up. He screwed up with Canada. He screwed up. Totally over. Yeah. Totally. Well, uh, I don't know. You know, today is uh, there's the what do they call it? The voterama in the Senate today. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you heard about that. No. All right. It has to do with reconciliation. So, in other words, Nancy Pelosi passed this uh, finance bill in the House, and uh, the, the Senate vote, voted to reconcile. It's a political process where the Senate is forced to vote on all this. The crap that's in Nancy Pelosi's bill. What angers but, me. What angers me about all this, Tom, is that the mainstream media won't even call out Biden on any of this, like we're doing right now. Right, but but if you let me finish here for a second, but sure? as part of this reconciliation process, any senator can add any amendment he wants to that bill, and there are going to be tons of amendments that are going to have to be voted on separately. So they're going to throw the uh, they're going to throw the pipeline in there. Uh, they're going to make the Democrats vote on the pipeline and uh, among other things. And so uh, it's going to be interesting to see what comes out of that. And that's uh, some, and they're going to make them vote on some of these election issues. Um, we're holding up a picture to the camera right now. That's my brother. That's the guy who's speaking. This is Tom right here. 
You, you can show the picture one more time if Tom, you want. Tom, you and uh, Jim. So that's in Boston <laughs> at the Emmys, Tom. I don't know if you remember that. Oh, God, Jim. That was so long ago. I know. You still had hair. <laughs> Sorry. He <laughs> <laughs> shaves it on purpose. Uh, yeah, I do. He looks very handsome. He looks very You're handsome. You know, point. there are not too many men that look handsome without hair. He does. <laughs> so... Anyway, that's my brother. So, uh, <clears throat> thank, thank that's you. the story. Thank you for joining well, us. You're welcome. Watch the Senate today. This Voterama. I think that's what they call it. Voterama. And, What's uh, it all about? Voting on these amendments to the bill? Well, this is, you know, so Pelosi sent, sent the, this, the finance bill to the Senate. And they, you know, she demanded reconciliation, which is a process where, uh, you know, they have to vote on it. And they believe they had the, they had the majority of votes in the Senate that they needed to start the reconciliation process. But as part of that process, uh, anybody, any Senator can add any amendment to this bill that he wants. And they all have to be voted That's unbelievable. So as part of reconciliation, you can add anything you want to it? Yep. So you've already had one Republican, I don't know whether it's Josh Hawley or whoever, somebody added an amendment to this bill demanding a vote on the pipeline. This is getting better and better. That's excellent, though. That's a that's a good thing. That's not so, well. They want to get they want to get Democrats on the record for voting for voting for or against this stuff. I think so, that's a great you know, idea. They, yeah. Do you really? so when they shut down the pipeline, there were eight thousand union jobs that were lost when so they shut down. The Nancy, oh yeah, but did you did hear? Nancy Pelosi overplay her hand here, Tom? Did she overplay? No, her no. I'm not sure what happens in the reconciliation process where whatever. Whatever gets voted on in the Senate then has to go back to the House, I believe, to be approved in the House. So uh, you can look it up. I'm not familiar that familiar with the process. I just know it's happening today. Yeah, but, you know, John Kerry said that they are going to transfer all these people to high-paying um, the new technology jobs. You know that, right? Is that the recon- reconciliation? Yeah, I know. No. Yeah, I know. That's, that's, <laughs> no, well, I don't that's know. That's, no, that's... That's a different issue, but uh, you heard the Chuck Schumer. They now they want to they want to um, oh they want to get rid of everybody's student loans. Mm. Fifty thousand dollars worth of student loans per borrower. I yeah, guess. yeah, but what happens to the people who paid their student loans? Do they get money back? You know, Schumer didn't mention that. You, of course, you, he never you, does. You said something yesterday to uh, to Jim about uh, people uh, declaring themselves illegal aliens so they could get free student loans. That was <laughs> brilliant. It was free beautiful. Free, free college. That was beautiful. Well, well, I have their loans I mean, forgiven. Know. Just declare yourself illegal <laughs> and go to college for free is what you said, Tom. That was yeah. great. Because if they I don't did, know, Jim. I, go ahead, Tom. I'm just saying, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what, you know, what are these... You know, it's the taxpayers that are going to foot the bill for this. Nothing's free. I think this Biden administration will implode rather quickly. What do you mean nothing's free, Tom? Everything's well, free. Well, you know, I, who, was it, who was it that said that the, the, only thing is, uh, the only thing that's free is cheese in a mousetrap? <laughs> <laughs> in a mousetrap, that's great. Tom, we're going to get so, going here. We've been on long enough as it is. All right, Jim. Tom, thank you for joining us so much. Give Tom a round of applause. Hang on, Tom. Listen to this. <laughs> this is for you. There you go, Tom. Thank you. Thank Tom. you. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> Did you take a bow? Take a bow. I took a bow. Hopefully, All we'll right, talk you to you soon. Okay, thanks, Bye, Tom. Right. We have Bye time now. for a phone call if you guys want to call in. Okay. 860 996 
860-996-0308. What is it? Mark says, do you think he actually believes the stuff that he's reading? I don't think he knows what he's reading. He, actually, he doesn't know. Somebody's Mark. speaking into his ear. 9960308. Okay. Get that Yale shrink to diagnose like she did <laughs> President Trump. That's right. We should, John said that. John, you give us a call. 9960308. John, give us this a call. This was an emergency podcast. He just got like fire under his butt when he heard the statement. Play it again. Play the statement again. By our wonderful president. Today, I'm pleased to announce nominations and staff for critical foreign policy and national security positions in my administration. It's a team that will keep our country and our people safe and secure. And it's a team that reflects the fact that America is back, ready because to lead the world, not retreat. You know when we left? Once again, sit at the head of the table. We left ready when Obama was elected. No, actually, the Bushes were not that allies, great either. Ready to stand to up for sorry. our values. In fact, in calls from world leaders that I've had, about 18 of them or 20 so far, I'm not sure the exact okay, number. Okay, so nobody wants to talk to us today. since we won the election. I've been struck by how much they're looking forward to the United States. This is what I've been struck by. historic role as a global leader. That's a clip from Poltergeist, too. And we're gone. This team behind me, they Anyway, see, yeah, the team that brought us Syria and Benghazi, they're back. Yeah. What difference at this point does it make? Yes, none. We're going to need a bigger basket. Anyway, thank you guys for joining us. Wait a second. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Well, I won't. And we won't back down. We'll always stand for a smaller, leaner, less intrusive government. The key is the less intrusive government. Liberals don't like less intrusiveness. Yeah, well, you know, some people need to understand there is a difference between liberals and libertarians. Republicans stay out. Yeah, absolutely. Republicans stay out of my bedroom and liberals stay out of my wallet. <laughs> can you thank print you so a much. card with that? And give us our traveling music too, if you can, Jane. All right. Well, um, Bye, everybody, thank you for joining. This was an me. emergency podcast because he had fire under his special butt. edition of and Great Advice Online. We'll see you next Wednesday. We're not on. And Thursday either. Well, we have to explain to them why we're not 